welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. I am Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast of the U.S. And we are looking at a Game 5, baby, uh, as the Heat could not pull out a Game 4 win at home. The Celts won by, ended up winning by 17. Decent game. I think there was enough stuff to take a look at from that game that we can also kind of use moving forward here as we've got our best bets in this video for you also have one up uh, another video for you for with the nba play up props in there Uh, so make sure to like and subscribe and check that one out as well and continue to follow along as we're coming to you with every game that's left this nba postseason also head to thelines.com check out all the great written content we're throwing up on the site and use the odds finder tool that's what's uh, a nice chart we have up there for you guys laid out with all the odds available to you from these sports books giving us bets this postseason in our best bets in this last game, uh, I went ahead and took Caleb Martin in a bunch of ways uh, and added him to the best bets video because we both felt so confident about him. Uh, and that salvaged a two and three night in the best bets. But we did go four and oh uh, in the play of props, actually five and oh, because I threw a couple extra uh, another bet in there as well. So feeling really good about the way the night went overall. And as Nate said, don't really have to fo- we're not forced uh, to pick a winner in this game, uh, but we do have a couple other things we're looking at. So let's jump into your first best bet for the night, Nate. Yeah, I mean, that says it right. 4-0 in player props, but missing all the game props again because this Celtics team is just, you expect the unexpected at this point. So I'm not going to try to bet on their effort level or or their, you know, basically <laughs> their ability to win a home game, which they or haven't. Threes are under 500 at home. Yeah, what I am going to bet on is Jimmy Butler coming to play. Win or lose. So I'm taking Jimmy not to get 29, which is his points prop, but maybe to get 35. Uh, I'll, I'll mention that in player props. But here I'll go the safer bet, which is 36 points and rebounds at minus 115. I think he might just score 35. Uh, and I think you can also put a quarter unit on him to be the top scorer on Tatum to regress a little bit. Uh, that would be plus 165 for Jimmy to outscore Tatum. Basically, I'm basically not including anybody else in that discussion to be the game's leading scorer. Because Gabe Vincent is is injured, right? Gabe Vincent, the second coming of uh, <laughs> of uh, blanking on some some microwave guard Wonder, here. Yeah, yeah. Steph Curry for the last two games. <laughs> Jamal Crawford. Uh, there you go. I mean, sure. he's he sprained his ankle pretty bad, and he had the second highest usage on Miami uh, the last two games, uh, up up to like twenty three percent after like eleven percent in the first two games of the series. So now, no Vincent, no Tyler Hero. I'm expecting Jimmy to put a lot more on his shoulders offensively. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, he's already kind of indicating that he's going to come to play with the sly smile post game. Jimmy, you worried? No, I'm not worried. Uh, we we this gives us momentum. I'm going to go home and drink wine now and prepare to give you know Boston the business on the road. Look, the Boston Garden is a is an arena where we've seen people put up legendary performances um, because of the history there to some degree. We saw LeBron game six, LeBron a, a few years ago, we saw game six, Jimmy um, 47 points in 46 minutes to force a game seven last year in the finals. When he again, drops 35, you know, you look at his, his game log and elimination closeout games, 29 in, in a home game uh, against the Knicks, you know, not necessarily much needed there, but yeah, you look back at like the Bucks series, obviously 56 and 42, those last two games, just piling up points and rebounds. We've gone into that. The two against the Celtics last year also had 32 and eight against Philly. 
to close them out. Played 43 minutes and 36 and 10 at Atlanta. Actually, both of those were on the road to close them out. So he's the kind of guy you want to bank on in terms of his attitude, his toughness. Like somebody who actually thrives off the crowd, off, off silencing the crowd and, and playing in tough spots. The Celtics have shown that they don't have a good matchup for him. Uh, I don't care. I mean, he had 29 points and he played pretty poorly uh, in his last opportunity here. He's actually a minus 20 there at home. Uh, but, you know, I expect him to bounce back. I, I you know, we, I, we were both worried the last couple games that Miami's role players were playing so well that Jimmy wouldn't have to do much heavy lifting on offense. And I think he kind of realized a little late in the second half that he would because the Celtics actually came to play, which I think surprised even the Heat. But now, as everyone's saying, like the Heat will be ready for this. As Jimmy's saying, we're ready. Now we have momentum to try to close this out on the road. Um, <clears throat> and of course, they're they're listed as big underdogs again. If they do look at these things, this seems to be something they feed off. Plus seven and a half. And, you know, he hasn't really balled out that much. They've, they've consistently been listed as underdogs. So I'm not, you know, I'll throw away that as like a trend, but... Again, going back to the Milwaukee series, underdogs in every single game in that series, he averaged 37 and a half. So this is a spot where I expect him to come out gunning and and carrying that Miami offense. Yeah, I'm with it. Um, I mean, I'm happy to start off the the Best Bets video talking about (laughs) Jimmy Butler. uh, And it's called Best Bets. (laughs) That's what we feel best about. Uh, So I'm I'm with you on Jimmy coming back, having another big game, being needed um, in the scoring even more so. And and Gabe Vincent, he might play. I I mean, there was a possibility that he could have come back in that fourth quarter. They were down double digits, so there, there was no reason to even try him. So who knows, even if he's hobbled, though, I mean, he's a guard that relies on quickness and and being open. He can't shoot over anybody. Uh, So, you know, we know exactly how he needs to score. If that's the case, he's he's pretty um, useless to them, unfortunately, to say like that's that's what he brings. And if he's not able to do that and and be that microwave guard, uh, which requires two solid ankles, then then, yeah, he's going to be in trouble there. And that means more scoring for Jimmy. That probably means we can continue to take advantage of guys like Caleb Martin, probably Kyle Lowry game if they need a point guard in there. Um, I I was on Kyle Lowry's rebounds and assists last time. I just didn't go for it, uh, even though I felt pretty good about it. And I think there's good reason to continue to believe in him, especially on the road. But either way, like most importantly, for the point you're making here, Jimmy Butler, for sure uh, with him and, and the points. And I like the rebounds though. That's the thing. Uh, like, I'm glad you put the rebounds in there, obviously over the assists um, because I was happy to take him over seven and a half rebounds last night at plus 115. And it's the same tonight. Uh, it's still plus 105 for him to get the, the eight boards on uh, DraftKings right now. And I, I think that should be at eight and a half to be honest. So I'm, I'm happy to take it for plus money again. Um, but I'll move on to my first pick, which is still heavily correlated to yours. Uh, and that is the heat to go over their total as a team. 103 and a half uh, is better <coughs> odds on FanDuel at minus 114. Uh, it's minus 120 on DraftKings and most other books for them to get 104. So I'm putting two units on that, Nate. I, I really was originally going to go with the one, uh, the, the 215 and a half that this total is. Because as soon as this game was coming back to Boston, where the Heat just score a ton more points on the road, they love to score in the garden, especially Jimmy, like you said. Um, and, and the Celtics have been pretty much the same uh, wherever they play. They're equally inconsistent at home as they are on the road right now in these playoffs. Uh, so I think we can continue to, I, but I mean, they're, 
back enough, I think, that they do, they help us get to the total of the game over. But I don't want to have to worry about the Celtics making threes and, like you said, their level effort. I know what I'm getting from Jimmy and the boys, whichever boys are playing at this point uh, with Gabe Bitson and, and Kevin Love both looking hobbled. But um, they, they went eight for 32, like you said. Uh, and, and I just think that that's got to come back uh, to the mean for them, even if it's not at the, like, 47% that these guys have been shooting in the playoffs. I still think that it's going to be much better than the 29% they shot from three, only making eight of them getting outscored by 10 threes uh, to the Celtics. I, I don't see that happening again. But what I do like from them, too, uh, is the fact that, like, the other forms of, of positive regression that we should see from them are they're not a team that gets 15 turnovers. And that doesn't sound like a lot if you are watching the Warriors but it's a lot if you're watching the Heat. That's how come they're even in the playoffs right now is, is not turning the ball over all season and being a really good rebounding team. And they still out-rebounded the Celtics in this game, but they had 15 turnovers to 18 assists. Um, and in this regular season, they've been winning by having 24 assists to 12 turnovers and, and keeping that at about a 2-1 to one ratio. And then the, the Celtics scored 27 points off those turnovers, super deflating on offense as well, and, and a reason that we didn't even really see them try in the last three, four, five minutes of the game um, to get us two more points from them in the over that they should have gotten last game. So uh, just to finish off with their road stuff, like I was saying, on the road, 116 points per game scored and 116 allowed versus at home where they're at 111 scored and 101 allowed. They're hitting 14 and a half threes at, uh, on the road, uh, which is about Four, uh, three more than they're making uh, at home, 11.9. Um, and their splits, obviously, way better. Shooting 49% from the field um, at, at, on the road versus 42% at home. So uh, their defense is much worse on the road, too. It's why I like the over for the game. Um, but if you look at the way that they've been scoring in Miami, uh, excuse me, in Boston this season as well, they played four in Boston right now, uh, and they're averaging about 119.5 points uh, per game in those situations. Only one game that they actually failed to score 120, and that was when they scored 111. Uh, against the C. So they're good for 104, 110 usually against the Celtics in Boston this year. And I think it's another higher scoring game than what this is projected to be. Yeah, I'm surprised this is the total. I I would bet this with confidence up to 107 or 108 and take plus odds. Uh, I would just take the same total they had for game four uh, because as we've dived into those numbers, we see Miami actually scores more on the road um, versus what they were assigned at home and the expectation that they might be able to complete the sweep. Um, I actually think there'll be there'll be more offense in this game. Miami's now getting very thin in terms of Love and Vincent being injured. Uh, I think that leads to more offense on both sides. It leads to Max Struess and you know Kyle Lowry playing almost the whole game if they can. And uh, I think yeah that they're just going to have to try to fire away. And, and there's going to be some regression from three for them. While Boston, I don't really know what to expect from them, which is why yeah I'm more on board with it with the Heat total. And because, yeah, I mean, really what I worry about is Boston's offense down the stretch. And that brings me to my bet here. It's the closest thing I can do to pick a winner here, which is to just say, let me grab some really juicy odds. Boston to lead at halftime, Miami to win at plus 850 at FanDuel. Uh, and that's worth worth a half unit to me because of the incredible return. Uh, and because I think there is some logic for that happening. I mean, first of all, it did happen in games one and two with Boston just collapsing down the stretch because it also happened in game five when Boston was at home against Atlanta. It's been what they've done at home in the playoffs. In fact, they've lost five straight home playoff games that are the third home game of the series. Uh, So maybe they're due for a win, but maybe this is just the evidence of a coaching mismatch where Spolstra comes out and usually has better adjustments than Missoula out of the break. 
And if if the juice is so good because the Celtics crushed game three, I mean, quarter three in game four, um, I'm, I didn't see much from an X's and O's standpoint to indicate that that was anything to do with the coaching. I saw Jason Tatum leaving his body as he's done a couple times in the playoffs the last couple of years uh, and just saying, you know, get on my back. And then Miami scrambling to double him and guys hitting some open threes off that. So I, I, I still think we're closer to the collapse we saw from Boston the first two games where they led at home. Um, and then they posted a 1.0 assist to turnover ratio. Have you ever seen that, Josh, at the NBA level for an entire half of two games? Uh, that is the worst mark in the playoffs by far. Same assist to turnover. It actually was below one in the fourth quarter of those games where they shot below 19%, where Tatum had five turnovers and zero field goals, uh, and where Miami in the second half of those games Plus 19, 131 offensive rating, grabbing over half the rebounds, which they've struggled with the last couple, uh, and shooting 43% from three. And by the way, they also shot 46% from three in the second half twice at Milwaukee to come back and beat them. So those two together, those two series, I believe they now have four second half double-digit comebacks in these playoffs. So if you don't think they can do that, uh, you haven't been paying attention. They haven't had to do that against the Knicks, but the way Jalen and Tatum have struggled consistently down the stretch, I'm not going to necessarily buy into Tatum having a big game four. I'm going to say that there's some, there's a lot of good things Miami's doing defensively that they could do again to spark a comeback if they do wind up down here in the third, fourth quarter. A hundred percent. It's something that we've seen happen, like you said. So it's not like we really need to, uh, grasp at straws and imagine uh, how, how a heat comeback might look and how they might orchestrate that. We, we've seen it. And, and I would say if you want to pick them to win in this game this way, I love that. I was, I'm definitely continuing. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, full disclosure, like I'm pretty uh, far away from the East coast in, my, in terms of my time zone, but I'm staying up till two 30 in the morning uh, to watch these games because of the live betting options um, and opportunities as well, which, which ties along with what you're saying, where if the heat go down big digits and they're already eight point dogs to start this game. And if they're down 10, 11 points in the second quarter, and you see this thing at like minus 13 or minus right around minus 11, minus 12, like I would hit the heat. You know, if you have the, the cojones to hit the, the money line, which will be really nice at that point. Great. Um, it'll probably be close to the like six, seven to one that Nate's bet is at right now so it's just another way to kind of look at that if the heat do go down early um and and you see that happen obviously you would be pressing at that point but if you hit this bet the way that you're talking about dude that that also just presents so many live opportunities to potentially hedge based on the way that the game is going if you seem to like have that bet um going your way right you can figure out ways to either hedge that or whatever so i i really like the, the the way you're playing that um and i'm going to close things out with my last best bet and not cheat by taking another player prop. It's not cheating, but I feel good about um, taking another little parlay here because I do like the over at 215 and a half, but I'm already putting two units on the heat to get their 104 in this game. And, and like you said, I might even do that on an alternate line as well and, and press it with a little bit of a ladder for the heat to score more than 104 points. But I would either way like them at the plus eight. <laughs> I think that's a lot of points. I understand how things can get out of control when the C's are hitting big shots uh, and making a lot of threes. But I mean, they went 18 for 45 in this last one. Uh, and I still think we're fine. So, um, you know, parlaying them plus eight, 215 and a half, that gets you 
plus 264 uh, on DraftKings. It's a little bit better than uh, everywhere else that you'll find this parlay. I think it's worth a unit, half a unit, depending on how you're playing. The other bet that I said for the Heat to score their 104, um, you know, just a few less than that is my point. Um, and just once again, just a lot of the same stuff I just talked about. I think the Heat will come back to what they've been for the majority of the playoffs. Uh, this last game was awful for them and obviously the shooting d- department, but it was also just hugely about turnovers and them getting outscored 27 points off turnovers for the Celtics is just crazy. And credit, you know, Jason Tatum, especially uh, for taking advantage of just sort of like going at them, uh, even taking guys on one on two, one on three, and being bigger and, and more athletic than all the smaller players that are on the heat uh, on the floor at this point. Um, but they can't turn the ball over like that. And there was a lot of sloppiness. So uh, I'm looking at them to just sort of rectify all that and then also be, you know, back on the road uh, where they score a ton more, like we keep saying. And, and the fact that they're shooting just sort of like seems to be fueled by Jimmy, who gets fueled by the anti, you know, the crowd that's against him and injects that confidence into his role players. Because where else do you? see role players shoot uh, with such a high clip on the road as, as what we're seeing with this Heat team right now. That's why I'm not even really afraid of, of, of Vincent being hampered. I think Love is good to go, but he's only going to see 11, 12 minutes again because that's all they need him for, uh, the way that they're able to rebound with other guys. So yeah, a lot of Max Struess. I think it's another good moment to come back to him. Um, and there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one, in my opinion, like at least 220. Uh, so, but just putting the, you know, the, the Heat uh, line on there with the spread, which by the way, continues to go up. So I don't know, continue to see if it gets up to nine at this point uh and feel good about that as well yeah again i like misread this i'm like blinking like i thought this was a teaser because i thought miami was like plus four which i think would be the correct line here but no they're plus seven and a half <laughs> you got charles barkley saying the celtics are gonna have a cakewalk here and um you know he's been incredibly wrong all series not that we've been on point trying to predict this celtics team either but the point is like miami is not a team you want to bet bank on losing by double digits. No, sir. Uh, so yeah, I would take the parlay here. I would consider maybe if you just want to tease to 11 to get the total lower or look at, you know, maybe Miami to win by one to 10 points is kind of similar to both these bets that we're looking at. You know, we're saying if we think they can cover, maybe they can win if they get into a dog fight again, because the Celtics, those 27 points off turnovers are alarming to me. Because, I mean, we everybody talks about the threes. Do they hit enough threes to win? But if they're not getting those, they've been awful in the half court down the stretch. And that's coaching, and that's defense, and that's a lack of cohesion uh, between their stars. And, and so I think their offense could stagnate down the stretch, and Miami has shown that they can capitalize. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. 
Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, and 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Let's jump right into your first prop for for tomorrow night as we record this on Wednesday, Nate. I'm going to mention Caleb Martin. Don't you worry about it. Uh, But yeah, I'm going with Jimmy (laughs) Butler, who's also our best bet, or my best bet to to kick things off here. Um, I talked about a more conservative bet with 36 points slash rebounds, but I honestly think he might score 35, which is plus 320 at FanDuel. Better juice there than him to be the top scorer, which I think you can also bet if you want. It's plus 160, but... Um, I mean, you might as well just bet him to get 35 because I think Tatum's going, I mean, his prop is around 31. So I think Jimmy would have to get there anyway. But the point is like, he's just exuding confidence and the idea that he's going to bounce back on the road and be the villain at the garden. Uh, His last four regular season outings at the garden, he's averaging 41 PRA. And, you know, this is a guy who routinely chills during the regular season. You don't see him put up numbers. So he likes playing here. His last three in the playoffs at the Garden, 36 points per game, seven rebounds, seven assists, and playing over 43 minutes per game. Game six and seven last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. One was in Miami, but just huge performances. And that's really been the trend in elimination or closeout games when they need him. You know, they haven't needed him as much. They didn't really need him to close out the Knicks at home. He went for 24-8. and eight. In this last game, he went for 29-9 and nine at, at home again. Um, but, uh, you know, the, look at previously at Milwaukee, 42-8 and eight, uh, against Boston, 47-9, and 35-9, and 32-8 to close out Philly, 36-10 and 10 to close out Atlanta. Uh, and, and the Heat are so thin now, right, with Gabe Vincent has the injured ankle. Kevin Love is not going to be able to stay on the floor. Uh, I think the usage rate has got to be 33% or higher for Jimmy. Vincent had a 23% usage rate the last two games here. He's been their second best scorer. Um, Caleb Martin's super efficient, but it's really, you know, now even more on Jimmy's shoulders to just score an ISO. And I don't, I don't think the Celtics are going to be doubling him that much. Uh, they're they're going to live with those results and, and stay home on the three-point shooters otherwise. Yeah, no, I'm I'm completely on board with, with Jimmy uh, all over the place. Like you said, the 33, 34% usage that he just put up, uh, bank on that continuing, I would say. That was the first time we really saw him um, take over to that extent. He's been really efficient at times in this in this series when they've needed him to be. But for the most part, um, yeah, he, he has deferred consistently until he took 21 shots in this last game uh, and the next closest um, Heat player right took 10. So continue to believe in that, uh, continue to believe in, in offense, probably a little bit less defense from the Heat as you're going to need to see guys like 
Duncan Robinson on the floor um, to, to sort of make up for what we might see be a lack of three-point shooting from Gabe Vincent if he's not able to play quite as much. So, yeah, really, really uh, still continuing to feel good about Jimmy in, in this one as well and, and also love his rebounds while we're talking about him. Over 7.5 is still plus money. He got 9 last night, uh, which we I correctly called, uh, with two units on him to get it at plus 115. So still getting it at plus 105 after he just hit it. Uh, I'm good on that as well. But um, let's move on to my first pick, which is another uh recurring pick here for me. G will my guy, Grant Williams. I was all over him. A lot of us uh, that were talking about it on discord were pretty upset that we couldn't keep hitting it because they immediately took, well, not immediately, but they took it down right before uh, my article went live talking about him, even though I tried to get that in the discord. So hopefully you guys are on the lines discord. Cause it's, it's a place where we're talking about this stuff ahead of time as well. Um, and his, it was at four and a half. They brought it back at one point. It was at about seven and a half, eight and a half. That's where it is again, is seven and a half. Uh, and, and if you want it on point, uh, points bet, it's over eight and a half is uh, plus 110. Um, if you want it on FanDuel, over seven and a half is what they're offering, uh, minus 130. I'm good with either. Like, might as well take the juice if you have a, a points bet account. Um, but if you want, uh, for, for the, um, if you don't have one and you, you have a FanDuel account, I would I would just parlay the seven and a half with over one and a half threes. That's how he make scored most of his points uh, in that last game four, where he shot six threes, right, and and hit uh, what he hit four of them. Um, so yeah, he was he was huge for them in that game and, and ended with fourteen points because he also got to the free throw line, as I said in the last game, using that big booty to get to the rim and get fouled. Um, and and yeah, I mean the the things that we've seen from him when he's been played is that he gets at least nine points. Um, so to keep the line right below nine points for and still give us plus money for those that have a points bet account, I'm happy to take that. Uh, he just he missed game one, and then he scored 9, 10, and 14, or 9, 12, and 14 uh, were his stats, his, his totals. Um, and he also had 29 minutes, uh, which was the... Uh, uh, third most minutes on the team. I'm sorry, fourth most minutes after the two Jalen's uh, and then Marcus Smart, and then the the fourth most uh, tie for the fourth most shot attempts as well as Marcus Smart took a, a little bit more than him. So like the fact that he's got such a high usage, so many minutes. I think he is the like fourth guy now. <laughs> He's the guy that you know is going to be on the floor for 29 to 30 minutes after you know Marcus Smart's getting his 35, and then the Jalen's and, and the Jason will will play as much as they need to. Um, but that, I think Grant Will is like that that fourth dude that you know is going to get minutes for this team now. And Derek White too, who you know I also is an honorary yeah. mention. Him and Caleb Martin have been hitting every time in this series. I was looking at a parlay <clears throat> where for Grant to hit two threes, White to hit two threes, something else. If you want to look into that as well, because I agree, yeah, most of Grant's attempts are going to come from deep. If he's out there for 29 minutes, he'll probably hit two, even if he's like two of eight from three. He's going to fire away. Uh, and like I said last time when you yeah. found this prop, like he's one of the few guys showing a lot of consistent fight uh, and motivation. He's also a guy playing for a contract and, and the ability to stay with this franchise. So, you know. Better late than never that Missoula actually put him on the floor and he's trying to show what he can do. So, yeah, it's a good find. Now, even now at nine points, when you found it at five points for the last game, like I'll still take it at nine. Uh, so I'm going under Kevin Love, 10 and a half points and rebounds. And I think that, you know, it's minus 120. So it's not like the odds are great here, but it's basically the same bet as betting over Caleb Martin again, because we're saying Kevin Love's going to play like 10 to 15 minutes as a starter and then just give way to Caleb as your small ball four. I mean, he's already a an absolute barbecue chicken on defense. Like, there's nothing he can do at this age against a pace and space team like the Celtics. 
Uh, and now he's dealing with an ankle injury. And I thought he was actually listed as out for game four for a while. And then he managed to play 12 minutes uh, and got six points, four rebounds. So did not quite get to this prop, but I'm still astonished that he's able to produce that much in 12 minutes. Uh, his previous game, he played five minutes. His last three, he's averaging 3.7 points, 3.7 rebounds. He's a minus nine uh, in those 31 minutes. And uh, I mean, the Celtics three-point defense has to be better at home. Uh, I mean, it has nowhere to go but to regress. Miami shot 44% from deep in the first two in Boston here, which is the worst mark for anyone in two games at home in these playoffs. And and look, Love's 77% of his field goal attempts come from three. So it's just a question of can you close out on this old dude, make him keep the ball moving, uh, don't let him shoot threes. He's not going to hurt you anywhere else. And I don't think he's going to get 11 rebounds in 12 minutes. So uh, I do think that this is a really solid bet in terms of the under. But if you want to keep chasing Caleb Martin as well, uh, feel free. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else to bet on right now, man. I, I've pulled any units from baseball <laughs> and I'm really focused on uh, basketball that we have left. So like, yeah, I'm 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 putting out uh, on people that I I think is just consistently going to be hitting and the props aren't raising high enough, etc. So, I'm with I'm with the under on K Love because of the minutes. But interestingly, because what we've seen from him now is that he's going to play 12 minutes and he's only going to be out there in the first quarter, maybe sometimes in the second or a brief blow at the beginning of the third before he comes out after like 2 minutes, like he's chucking. He's got their first he's got their first like five points in two games ago, he scored the first five for Miami. Uh, then he scored the first bucket for them last game. And even the odds are indicative of that. He is him to score the first bucket of this game is plus 850. If you're going to take that, you might as well take uh, the first bucket to be him hitting a three. It's like plus 900 versus plus 850. That's what he's doing is pulling threes as soon as he's in there. And for him to be the first heat player to score for, uh, you know, is, is plus 400. So like, whatever. I'm not saying like go crazy on it. I'm just saying it's happened two or uh and maybe three of the the games that we've seen so far and there's something to the idea that he's at least putting up a shot in the first quarter right away because he knows he's not going to have very many opportunities in the rest of the right. game if one is so inclined yeah it's like me on my rec league championship but let's team move on stack it's just like i'm gonna go out there and hit a couple threes and then uh yeah you guys take it from here i'll, I'll coach from the bench uh that's that's k-love right now exactly or like when we would see perk get like a quick touch for the seas back in the day so that he because he was never seeing the ball again after the first possession but uh let me move on uh after i do agree with you on the the k-love pick caleb martin out there i, I actually like max Struess as i see i mean vincent is still listed as like clearly a starter according to the books as he's got like odds for first field goal and stuff like that so they think that he's going to be out there to start the game it, do they think that about vincent if he's not out there or if we do get some more news that he's hobbled i'm gonna get pile on to max Struess a bit more who's back down to like 11 and a half after he's gotten only 10 points uh and has, has failed to get 11 or 12 in the last two games after hitting it for like five or six games in a row i think we're getting to that point with Struess, especially as other guys start to dwindle in their minutes and Struess played 35 uh, in game four, that you might might be able to go back to Struess uh, on this one. So, so stay tuned for that. I do think that's something that I'll be talking about in the Discord. But for what I'm bringing for here, it, I actually feel a little bit less confident. Maybe I shouldn't. Uh, but Marcus Smart is somebody I'm going to in this one. And he's not a guy that I've gone to, even though he's, he's such a do-or-die guy so consistently, whether it's like, all right, he's going for 14, six boards, and eight assists, or he's going for seven points, four boards, and three assists. And I think the the books stay on Marcus because they see the same things that that we see, which is he's the third guy. 
in terms of minutes. Like he's the third guy that you can bank on being on the floor for the Celtics throughout the game. He has very like consistent pockets of minutes that he's going to be on the floor for uh, and even gets brought back at times when they need a spark. So um, I, I just am going to follow him in this one. It's 22 and a half points, rebounds and assists and full transparency. I don't have a beat on any of these props more than the other outside of probably the assists. And that's what I'm looking for too. There's just not good juice to take just the assists. It's like five and a half, uh, like minus 140 or like five and a half, at like minus 128. I think you can get on FanDuel right now, but I don't really like that and have to bank on him doing that it's just that that's the assist that's the stat that sort of helped his numbers against the 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 heat specifically at home and that's where it's a little bit conflicting so against the heat uh in the four games that he's played against them at home this season and postseason combined he's at 12 points a game and eight boards a game plus three and a half assists per game against them um so the assists are really what gets you there in terms of the 22 and a half uh points rebounds and assists combo uh he, he does score 12 as well like i said but he's got plenty of games that he's getting under the the points prop that he's at tonight, which is roughly 11 and a half. So uh, rather than have to like focus on any one of those three, uh, and I know he's rebounding slightly less in these situations against the Heat, he's still getting the three, three and a half that his prop is at that like really helps us along here to make sure that we get what we need because he could go over. So I'm just combining them all together rather than have to like try to figure out which one it's going to be because I think this the usage and, and the more importantly, the minutes that he's out there will soak some of this up no matter what. Uh, but like I said, what's conflicting here is he's been better on on the road in the playoffs, uh, like noticeably better. He's scoring about 18 points a game and four and a half uh, boards and six assists on the road in the playoffs versus 11 and a half points, which is the biggest disparity there, scoring a bit less. Um, so the rebounds and assists are another way to look at this without the points if you feel like there's some consistency here. Uh, and that, But that's still at nine and a half um, for him to get 10. You know, it's, it, it's a pretty good bet there, I think, for him to get the rebounds and assists. But there's not there's thin margins here. I'm still only looking at like a half unit, maybe a unit the most. Um, Marcus Smart to, to do this, but I, I am going to take the points, rebounds, and assists together uh, as almost a coward's way out. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're uh, a lot more confident in Max Struess and <laughs> and some other guys uh, that you kind of talked around rather than Marcus Smart. I'm it's definitely true. not comp- confident in Marcus to score. I would take 10 rebounds and assists right. uh, with more confidence, but I mean, him to hit three pointers is extremely erratic. You don't even know if he's going to get the attempts. Um, and I mean, what he brings to the table is is leadership for this team. Um, he's the guy in the huddle that that yells, uh, but his play doesn't always back it up. And uh, I mean, yeah, he should be out there for good minutes. But I, for me, I would keep attacking Derek White, who's still around ten and a half points um, and continues to have really good offensive games while Brogdon struggles. So I think he's also locked in to uh, to twenty nine thirty minutes. And like Grant Williams, is a bit undervalued in terms of his scoring. Yeah, uh, I think we're <laughs> there's a reason that Marcus Smart was like the last guy I even mentioned, uh, even though we don't necessarily have uh, anybody else like Derek White and Max Struess. I, I think we should definitely make sure that uh, you guys are, are taking that away from this video. Uh, and then, like I said, for Marcus Smart, maybe a half unit. I just was looking at the minutes for him. So it, it's possible, but it's like such a 50-50 call for me. Uh, and even the rebounds and assists, which I think are a better bet than anything, I agree. Uh, but still, like a 50-50 call. So I, I was just putting one out there for us, but more confident definitely in the Struess and White stuff. So... That's all the time we have for you in this one, potentially the last video about an Easter Conference Finals game this year. We shall see if the Celtics can keep this thing going. Otherwise, uh, we'll be back when the NBA Finals are here. And so until we see you next, happy betting.